0: Welcome to Herbs with Erin, Remedies for Body and Spirit podcast, where we help people explore the power of herbs to create optimal wellness and strengthen their spiritual practice so they can feel healthy and connected. Information provided in the podcast is for educational purposes only. It is not meant to take the place of professional medical advice. Hello, everyone. Welcome to part three of the um, synchronizing with the element of air. I'm Erin Lefave, herbalist and plant priestess with Full Circle Herbals and the author of the Learning Herbalism Workbook. So I'm here for part three of connecting with the element of air. One of the things I do as a plant priestess is synchronize with the nature's cycles synchronize with nature in general and it can do that through the the, the five the four the five elements spirit earth fire wind or air and water so i for this month i picked the element of air to use as a like a perspective of how to look at herbalism and Uh, plants in general. So today's topic is all about leaves, talking about the functions of leaves in an herbalism and plant priestess lens, looking at from that perspective. So in the last few, um, in the last other parts, we talked about what the element of air symbolized and also what... um, What kind of plants are air-pollinated plants? So everything this month is all about the element of air. So I'm going to get started here in just a couple seconds. It is definitely... Things are growing very well right now. It's in the midst of summer. It's very hot here. 85 degrees plus Fahrenheit. So I wonder how it is where you are. Are you getting rain? Are you getting probably not snow, but maybe if you're up in the mountains, how is it in your area for the growing season? Because we are in the midst of the growing season. And you know, it's interesting because the uh, fall equinox is, you know, it's about two months away, 30, 60 days away or maybe uh, about those times. So for the, uh, for the leaves, the functions of leaves, uh, it's an organ, it's considered one of the organs of the plants. And they do many of functions, but if we look at it through the element of air, typically uh, leaves are the main photosynthesizer. Now, there's all sorts of other parts of the plant that will do it as well, and some plants have very reduced leaves. But for them, in general, leaves are doing most of the photosynthesis and most of the respiration. So there's a lot of exchanging of particles and gases and water vapor that are happening through the leaf. Um, So the leaf is doing many things, including photosynthesis, respiration, transpiration. But when we look at it through the element of air, the gas exchange for carbon dioxide goes into the leaf and it goes through this area that is called the stomata the stomates or the stomata, plural versus singular. So the stomata are these openings and they're regulated by a number of things, including um, the humidity. And there's these things called guard cells on each side that will swell for various reasons. And when they swell, it sh- it shuts that stomata, it, it closes it off. And then when they shrink, then it opens the stomata. And there's many different things that that the guard cells are responding to. But the plant has stimuli that are happening around it to help it indicate when it should open and close the stomata, so the pores on in the leaf. They're typically on the underside of the leaf. Most of those stomata are on the underside. However, again, there are stomata on all parts of the plant. But in general, the leaf is doing a lot of the respiration and the stomata on the underside. Exceptions to the rule for sure, including like cactus spines and other thorns, those can be reduced leaves that have um, evolved over time to curl up really tightly because they don't want a lot of surface area to gain access to the sun because they have a lot of access to the sun, almost too much. So they've actually shrunk themselves down and so i have leaves here and sometimes we don't think of certain things as leaves like the cedar the cedar uh, they call them te- technically like scales but it is a leaf um here's a lilac this is what we typically think of as, as leaves i think it, like if you ever asked you know a, a kid in school um to draw a leaf typically it's going to look like something like this And then they're all different shapes, sizes, colors. Some have a lot of aroma. Some are soft. Some are got edges on them. Some have sharpness to them. There's like so many different kinds of leaves out there. And they've all been adapted for their particular environment, whether it be the type of humidity they have, the amount of sun, perhaps um, they are evergreen all year long. So they have to adapt to cold as well. All right. So yeah, waxy surface. This one is um, slippery. It's called glabrous, which means uh, has no, no hairs on it. So it gets it's just very, very waxy. Um, some leaves taste really good because they have you know, different kinds of plant constituents in them, secondary metabolites. Some are bitter because that's the way they've evolved to be bitter, to have things spit them out. Um, and so on and so forth, all sorts of different leaves there. So as, uh, as carbon dioxide goes in, eventually they need to release some of the gases, so then the oxygen comes out, and there's just this constant, like, in and out. So we call it breathing, because that's what our lungs do as well but they don't necessarily have an internal organ that does it. There's a lot of things happening that bring in and out um, gases um, and such. Now, the problem with this, the challenge with having openings like this where gas exchange comes in and out and water exchange is also um, microorganisms can get in. So diseases can find their way into the plant in various ways and stomata can be one of them so um so yeah that's one of the the things that leaves are doing is bringing in and out this gas exchange carbon dioxide and oxygen and also what will come in and out is their water the water vapor and so if they're they're exposed to a lot of heat and a lot of sun and their root system isn't able to suck up the water that they need to hold their structure, the leaf will droop because it's literally trying to make itself smaller so that it has less access to the sun. It, it's, it's a solar dish and it's, it's, um, some of the leaves are designed to capture as much sun as they possibly can. Um, the, the whole plant itself is trying to catch as much sun as it can. And so sometimes if that's too much, they will wilt, which will help to close off those stomata and protect the stomata from having more um, gas exchange. Because, you know, if carbon dioxide comes up into the plant via the stomata, something needs to be done with it. And there's a whole process happening. If there's not enough water, if there's not enough nutrients, then the plant is going to have a hard time. Taking in anything, nutrients, water, or air. So that's why it's important to have um, the leaves sometimes to droop if there's not en- enough water coming through the roots and up into it. It's protecting itself. So if you ever see plants droop when they're really hot, um, sometimes they just do that to reduce their leaf surface and aren't necessarily lacking water, but they're just kind of hot and they're trying to um, protect their stomata. From being exposed to um, a lot of a lot of the changes in the temperature and the humidity, and they want to keep everything closed down. So lots of protective mechanisms that they do for themselves. So another thing about working with leaves in herbalism and in plant priestessing is that leaves uh, can lend sel- themselves to other things like sound. So many of you, I'm sure. Um, like the sound of certain leaves rustling in the wind. Uh, And on my Facebook page, Full Circle Herbals Facebook page, I said what, you know, plant symbolizes air to you. And people said like quaking aspen because it makes that really uh, great sound when they rustle. Um, The the leaves of the willow have a different sound. Um, Palm trees, all these things have different sound. So they have sound and they have scent. Course, we use leaves for all different kinds of scents, and they also have different tastes and different plant constituents. So, we can use them for all of our senses and be using them for scents, um, putting things on our body and in our body. And leaves um, are also doing so many other functions, too. So, hopefully, with this mini lesson today, you're learning about what visual cues some of your plants, your herbs, be your vegetable garden, your your flowers that you have growing. If you see them doing certain things, you'll realize soon that some of these things are just their mechanism to reduce their input and output. And not necessarily like they're super stressed, but they're just doing their regular function. And to think about um, your nature-centered spirituality through the lens of elements. So if you look at like I said, air, you can, you can use the plant parts um, for representing air in its many, many forms from the leaf, because we know it does its gas exchange, the sound of certain leaves. Um, some trees and plants and shrubs make a lot of noise in the wind and some do not. Some of plants create a lot of scent and scent to me is associated with the element of air, and some plants do not. So we can use this, uh, we can use the plant to represent the different elements in different forms. And sometimes during the different parts of the season, they have different um, parts of them that become um, symbolic of these different elements. For example, certain flowers of there's a plant called uh, smoke bush, is what I call it, and some of the the flowers when the flowers come out, they're very wispy and smoky, almost looking smoke tree, um, and so that at that time really can represent air. Liz says I never considered drooping leaves as signifying reduced leaf surface. Yeah, they're just and they're you know like trying to create their own shade. It's like an umbrella that's kind of deflating, um, you know, as you pull down the umbrella, then there's less surface area and everything kind of gets shaded on inside and is protected on the inside. Yeah, they're doing all sorts of things for themselves. So yeah, leaves um, and representing air, you may have noticed I mentioned water um, exchanges happening and s- gathering the sun. So the leaves could symbolize other um, elements as well. But I really think they lend well to the, the element of air because of their, like I said, their sense, their, um, their uh, gas exchange, and the majority in general, the, the plant organ most responsible for the gas exchange typically is the leaf. So I I really love using that part of the plant as um, indicating the element of air. And certainly, like I said, the sound of the plants could be uh, your indicator that it's the element of air too. Uh, Conita says, I'm glad I know this because we're always quick to water. Yes, I, I agree that when I see something drooping, I really wanna give it some water, though some plants don't really seem to be necessarily in need of it. I've noticed that with my comfrey plant. My comfrey plant in the middle of the day when the sun is hottest on it, it will do a drooping effect and look really limp. So it looks like it's really stressed, but by the end of the day when it cools off a bit, it will perk up and kind of come out and you know fluff up a little bit more. So uh, if your plant doesn't seem to recover at you know, a few hours into the day after it starts to get a little cooler or the sun shifts and is not completely on it. Uh, And if it doesn't seem to recover, then that could be an indicator that it does need water. But if you watch your plants and they seem to kind of lift and droop and lift and droop and they just do the cycle, then it's just an indicator that they are, you know, bringing their leaf surface down and trying to make their own shade and cool themselves off. So that's why it's good to just be, aware of your plants. And even if you're not using plants for medicinal like purposes, or they're just not a plant that's used that way, just visiting them over and over at different stages of their growing patterns and at different times of the day and of um, the season, you will start to see what kind of patterns they have and how they react to different stimulus that's happening in the environment around them. Then you get to know them better Um, And it just creates this connection with the plant because you know how it's going to, to act. And it may seem like such simple information because you just gradually acquire it. And it feels like everybody else would have that knowledge. Like, why wouldn't you know that the plant always does that? But each, um, you know, each plant and each area of this world has different fluctuations happening. So things respond um, differently in different areas as well. So uh, you may also notice that plants have a stronger scent at different times of the day or different parts of the season. And that is also has to do with if their stomata are opening up and they're releasing um, oxygen and you know letting some of their, their scents and plant constituents out as it's opened. Um, so that will lend itself to that too. It's just like when grass is cut and you smell that aroma, things are being released through the through the opening, the cut that were once captured inside of it, encapsulated in it. But the stomata are one of the ways some of this stuff will come through. So that's why I think, you know, sitting next to plants or having them in your office or in your home um that that whole process that's happening like we are aware in some level that things are shifting that uh, plants are releasing you know different uh, different plant constituents even through their own stomata All right, everybody. I also wanted to let you know that next month I'll be doing another plant priestess exploration workshop. Many of you have been through the workshop and some of you several times. So I just am going to start announcing the details of it slowly here. But uh, I will say that one is happening in August and I'll give you those details as they start to develop. But get it on your calendar that in August, Another Plant Priestess Exploration Workshop is coming. So thank you for joining this mini lesson here on the live video podcast, Herbs, which stands for Herbs with Erin, Remedies for Body and Spirit. And uh, if you're watching live right here right now, then uh, just know that this is turned into an audio podcast on Spotify and iTunes, and, and we also put the video and the audio into a blog post on my fullcircleherbals.com website as well. So have a great time, everybody. I'll see you next week where I will be talking about herbs for the lung system. Still with the element of air, now we're going to use, um, look at our own human body as what is (laughs) symbolizing air and then add in plants that um, help with that system. So all right, everyone, take care. Bye-bye. Thank you for joining the Herbs Podcast. Please connect with me on fullcircleherbals.com or at the Facebook page, Full Circle Herbals. I'd be happy to receive suggestions for future podcast topics.